What's oh, up, we everybody? We weren't even recording. No, that I need to. I need to get this on. <laughs> I need to get this on the podcast because I am frankly fascinated. Uh, my name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. So what I'm uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Whoever's up, go. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm David. I'm eating some Colby Jack cheese. I'm. I'm. I'm just gonna move this forward so I can hear what Aaron has to say. <laughs> yep, I'm Maverick. Still considering my at name change. I didn't. The the two, other two don't know about that. Only Colby does. Oh, do you have options, or is that? Like I'm thinking secret? heart attack. Heel? And this is how we learn. Aaron does not listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I, I threw up the idea of heart attack heel. That's why people didn't get the wrestling reference from it. I feel like heartbreak kid has like negative connotations. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. But it's such a good name. Really? I like it. So. Tentative. <laughs> Not important am, compared to what is going on right now. I am Aaron, and I think that buzz balls are effective. I, I, I'm not doubting the effectiveness of a buzz ball. I mean, when you can I'm, say the Everclear is effective. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> what, yes, but buzz balls are palatable and do not taste like jet fuel. What I am saying is, if I am drinking buzz balls, it is not to feel good about myself or to be tasty. It is to get drunk and to get drunk fast. And they are very effective at that. I was wondering why I didn't know what like, y'all were referring to. It is like, I don't know, what, 8, 12 ounces? And it's like, is it even? It's I like don't even small. know if it's that much. They're pretty yeah, small. It, they're like maybe 8 ounces, like 3 or 4 bucks. And if you have 3 or 4 of them, you are perfectly drunk. This is how I feel about. Well, actually, no. Sorry, I have harder feelings about. Did y'all? Did y'all ever participate in the Capricios phase, like the fad? Oh God! Like, <laughs> I had one can. And I had one can too many. I had one. Well, I had the bottle. I had one, and it was way too sweet, but also like slapped me in the face. I had one, and I already felt the headache, like that, from drinking it, and never again. I drank it with Garrett, never again. Carla and I shared a bottle. No, we didn't even get like a full bottle. We got like the little like mini bottles mm-hmm. um at the beach a couple years ago. And they're disgusting. They, are they dis- don't taste good. I don't know why people I don't understand why people love them so much. They taste bad. You want to know why, Colby? Because people online were like, bro, you gotta try this. And then everyone was like drinking it, hating it, and going. Yeah, bro, you gotta try this. It's great. <laughs> so great. Okay, so hold on. Let I me don't know do... what's going on. <laughs> this is like canned wine, kind of. It's sangria. It's sangria. Yeah. The and Capriccio I, is. I, yeah, I had it. I had Capriccio once, and it was the night of the Duke game where Zion's shoe broke, and I got very, very, very drunk. Um. But I only had like two sips of Capriccio because it was disgusting. Uh, buzz balls are about as much liquid as like a glass of wine, but it's fifteen percent. Yeah, it, it's it works. They are. I think that they are orange wine, which I don't know what the fuck that is. It is disgusting, but it is very effective. I am not doubting the effectiveness of a buzz ball. I am doubt buzz balls. Excuse me, a singular buzz balls. What I am questioning is your decision making of drinking three. <laughs> well, so like, it's like I said, I, I was not, I was drinking to get drunk. I had a mission and buzzballs helped. Is there anything like that y'all can't drink anymore? Like, the is there thing, like that one thing? The only thing? thing that I can't drink is Aristocrat. And it is because there was a band party where I had like, five or six cups of PJ. And as y'all know, I am fantastic at holding my liquor. <laughs> I think for Mav, it would be the um, the sweet tea I got him. He <laughs> did not drink fast enough. Yeah, it soured on me. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot even smell fireball. I can't even chew Big Red anymore. Like, I can't even eat like that gum, like the Big Red is it Big Red? Is that what it is? Yeah. If you don't chew Big Red, then fuck you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you know the reference? No. It's a Talladega Nights reference. Oh, why did I, why did I know? I've seen that movie like 10 times. Why did I know that? 
So I'm Ricky Bobby, and if you don't chew Big Red, then oh, okay. You. There you go. Okay. So my fireball story is um, sure I'll tell this on the podcast. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I was uh, a first year spring semester LDOC um, doing LDOC things. My green water bottle. Um, oh, if you ever li- listen to this, uh, my green water bottle, Gatorade water bottle, uh, I we filled it up about halfway with fireball, just straight up fireball. <sighs> and we were sitting in the blue, not the, the Carolina room, I think they called it in Craig and just like passing it around. And like by the end of the day, the water bottle was gone. It was fine, whatever. Um, I think I don't think there was a band event anytime soon after that, but I did just fill it up to try to get some water because it's a pretty decent water bottle. It tasted like straight up cinnamon. <laughs> and it, I think that water bottle is currently sitting in my parents like uh, like cupboard, like up on the fourth, <laughs> like on the fourth shelf up high. So no one can ever get to it. I don't know why I won't just throw it away. But yeah, top really shelf. It. It's, it's top shelf. Um, the one thing I can't drink though is Burnett's. Not because of one bad experience, just because it tastes bad. <sighs> anyway, welcome to Never Made Varsity. This is a podcast about Carolina sports <laughs> um, and other things. Apparently, uh, if you're coming here uh, from my stupid tweet that got 25 retweets and 400 likes for zero reason, famous, bro. You famous. I'm so mad about this. Most famous tweet since my Luke May, my <laughs> Luke May tweet. <laughs> I'm I'm so mad that that's the tweet. Like of all of them, that's the one. Um, but if you're here, welcome. We're gonna talk about some Carolina uh, basketball, men's basketball, um, because the women are killing it. And I, Mav and I may or may not go to a tournament game, depending. Thank you. On circumstances in Greensboro. But let's we there have been three games since we last talked. There was the pit game, Woof, uh-huh. Virginia uh-huh. Tech, and Louisville. Do y'all just want to talk about these in a holistic way? I think that might be better yeah, than going game by game. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I can go ahead and say that, you know, no, no matter what, happens to end the season you know i i can't remember what i said on the podcast but i think i said that making the tournament would mean that the first season was a successful season for hubert davis with knowing that this is a team with ultimately the same core that got bounced in the first round had a lot of issues last year and the year before um you know so so and i I don't want to make it seem like Hubert is like, you know, inheriting a cl- your class. He's not inheriting Ty Lawson, Raymond Felton, Joel Berry, you know, you know, Tyler Hansborough. He's, I mean, you know, we got good players, but I'm, I'm not saying he's inheriting all time greats, but I think my barometer was, you know, make a good run in the ACC tournament and be competitive for the ACC regular season, make the tournament. And I would consider that a, a successful season. I think I saw the stat today that there's been four first year head coaches that have had 20 win seasons in their first season in the last like quarter century. Um, So wrapped up in a lot of the frustrations about Hubert Davis, I think there has at its core been a successful season. You know, um, the pit loss is extraordinarily frustrating, you know, but they did bounce back and win against Virginia tech and, and Louisville as as hard as they made it, <laughs> they still won. You know, I don't think our tournament hopes are dead. I think after the pit game, I think we all felt like it's oh, it's wrap, like we're out, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think we I don't want to say we've revitalized anything, but I don't think we are as dead in the water, especially looking at our net rankings and our um like Ken Palm and 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 such. Um I, I don't think we're all the way dead yet. And I, I really do think that there, there are teams that there are a lot of teams that don't want to see us in the first round as a low seed. You know, I don't, I think we're going to be one of those teams that nobody wants to see. 
Um, whether we love to that is up to Huber Davis and the team, but I digress. That's kind of my general thoughts now. I, after that three game stretch. Yeah. The general thought was after the pit game is that to that point, we, we might have lost to better teams and lost pretty thoroughly by, I think the set is we've lost by 17 points or more in all of our other losses. Um, we had dodged a bad loss in which we were favored to win and lost the game. Um, and for a pit team, that's just absolutely been struggling. Um, you know, coaching staff on the hot seat to come in to Chapel Hill and give us only our second loss at home this season. It was inconceivable uh, as they put it. Um, and so it was mind boggling. It was a lot of actives that are negative. But then, like I said, with this team that's consistently inconsistent, they then go and win at Virginia Tech on the road in a pretty you know, hostile environment. And then also we put away Louisville for the second time this season, despite a pretty physical battle, which is something we've struggled against. No, absolutely. I, I think y'all are both right. And there was that tweet that went around earlier this week or maybe it was after the virginia tech game i don't quite remember that we were one of the most volatile teams in college basketball this year it is feast or famine uh with this team and in recent weeks we have had some win possession games and for them i mean not for the most part we have been winning them which is encouraging i think it's going to be hard to have like a full holistic you know sort of feeling about this season until it's ended and we know probably until we go into next season but yeah i I, this is not a good showing for me i totally had points and i lost all of them aaron do you have anything yeah i mean i think that's a good point like i think that we have done a lot in the past couple of days to salvage what seems like a lost season. And it still could very well be a lost season. Like I think that we need to win every game except for Duke remaining and have a good showing in the ACC tournament to still make the big dance. Um, and I still think that I have like major concerns about coach Davis, but it's not like a couple, it's not like a, after the pit game where we were like, all right, it's time to move on. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, Huber Davis has 20 wins. And I think that's very impressive for a first, um, a first year coach. I am not, as it stands right now, I'm not super concerned about our tournament chances. I think if the season ended today, I feel pretty good about being in the tournament. And it's long. The thing is, is always as long as this team doesn't do anything ridiculous, but we don't know that this team won't do something ridiculous is the problem. Mm -hmm. So it's all kind of a, a wait and see for me, but I think it's interesting. And a friend of the show, Michael Co tweeted this, that Carolina is nine and O in two seasons while Caleb love has, five or more turnovers, which I think is very interesting. And I don't think that is, I mean, it is a funny stat, but I don't think that it is entirely, entirely meaningless. I think, I, I think that whenever he has that many turnovers and he's still on the court, it is because he is a net positive while he is out there. Not like net in like the statistical sense, but I think probably the numbers even do bear that out. I just don't know for sure, but he wouldn't be out there if there were, I mean, one could say better options out there, but I, I think there's something to Caleb love being the engine of this team and just having to ride out those moments, which is very frustrating for me as a fan, but. Yeah. When I read that stat, I was like the, the meme with the, both eyes going in opposite directions. <laughs> like I both love and hate that stat. 
Yeah. So coming up, this is the part where we have to not do anything ridiculous. We are at state on Saturday. And then we are at home against Syracuse on Monday. Another Saturday, Monday turnaround, but we do not have the six games in or three games in six days that we had this past week. But man, at least to me, the starters look gassed by the end of the game. Um, I mean, against Louisville, Hubert's going to play the people he trusts. We, we've we've learned that as much. And it doesn't. Yeah. And to be fair, it doesn't help that we lost Anthony Harris and Dawson Garcia for the season. Like, I'm sure those guys would be getting pretty significant minutes this deep into the season. That would alleviate some some pressure off of the starters. Or, or you know, Dawson might have been a starter. Uh, instead of Brady Manic. Um, but, you know, that doesn't change the fact that we're dealing with what we got, you know. But, yeah, I agree. They do look absolutely gassed. Yeah, I, I, also... I, I think that, to be fair, that's a product of the lack of rotational development that happened early in the season, which I think is something that people, myself included, are concerned about with Coach Davis, is that early in the year is the time when you make – five-man subs and when you play you're developing players so that later on in the season like now you can trust them to play legitimate minutes yeah which is one way of doing it the other way and uh we have seen a certain team do this before is ride out who you need to ride out for as long as it takes for those players to develop and practice and then see them um namely uh, those Duke Blue Devils have done that a lot. And it's, I can't say it wasn't effective. So I don't know. I don't think, I think this is a year in which this team just does not have a lot of quality depth yet. Maybe if the people on the bench had a little bit more experience coming into this year, maybe we're having a different conversation and we've seen a little bit differently i mean also without dawson garcia without uh anthony harris who both were major rotational players so let's have those two we'll add puff johnson who who is now healthy and getting quality minutes um and for one more i'll just add dontre styles just to come in for five to 10 minutes a game as a stopgap that puts you at a nine man rotation, which isn't as deep as Carolina had gone in the past, but you know, you know, so. Yeah, that's fair. And Justin McCoy, I totally forgot about Justin McCoy. So you can either add Justin McCoy and make that a 10 man ro- 10 man rotation or sub him out for um contrast styles either way. Yeah, I I think my worry down the road even if we make the tournament I just because unless the depth continues to improve we we're, I don't see us being that team that can go the distance. I would agree. Yeah, I don't think that anyone in their right mind thinks that we have a championship team. Now, nah, I think I, we could win a game maybe two. But beyond that, I don't think that it's wise to have very high expectation. But I'm going to be at the Syracuse game on Monday. Yeah, they had that flash sale on tickets, so I thought, I thought I'd buy them for senior night um, and such. We'll see how we do against the cowardly zone after going to Page NC Arena. I think we'll do okay. I mean, if there's one thing I feel like, well, and I, I'm going to freaking jinx us, but I, I feel like we w- should not struggle shooting against the zone. I feel like we have enough guys that can get into the middle of the zone and, and shoot. Yep, definitely keep fingers crossed. Don't jump on any lines or anything <laughs> superstitious. Spill some salt or anything. None of that, none of that. All right, what do y'all want to talk about next? Do we want to go, let's see... Well, I think we should talk about Jawan Howard while we're still on the topic of college basketball. That is I point. very much want to talk about this. Oh, my goodness. Jawan Howard tried to grab that man's head like it was an 
apple on the crappy buffet at the hotel just tried to snatch his head and then looked upset when his fist was closed without that man's head inside of it i still have not laughed while <laughs> i still have not not laughed watching that video it is so funny i guess we set stage so michigan lost to wisconsin it was 14 points i believe i don't remember the exact score um Around there was, that margin. There, there were shenanigans that happened at the end. Uh, Juwan Howard had his Michigan teams continue to play press um, and such, which led to Wisconsin's coach calling a timeout to break it. Um, and then they go to the handshake line. And some words were exchanged and then grabbing, and then a, I think a hand was swung. Um, he was mushed a, him. He, he effectively mushed, mushed him. It, it was a wild set of circumstances, um, and I guess now it's came out. Uh, Jawan Howard's been suspended for the remainder of the regular season. I believe can return for the Big Ten tournament and in the NCAA tournament should they make it. I think Greg Gard was only fined. It was like a $40,000 fine. He was fined? I believe so. That feels right. And no suspension. I am oh yeah okay gotcha 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 I am very okay with this punishment for Juwan Howard this feels about right can't mush people uh, yeah. I think yeah. he deserves people. more <laughs> I think the fact that Greg Gard initiated the contact first was a mitigating factor in the situation well the dude came he tried to do the Mac Brown uh life like force suck uh, that he does to coaches at the end of the game. Like, I'm not going to let you walk away from this. Yeah, yeah, he did that move. And um, I get it. Like, you know, I, I understand the frustration. Of course, you can't. You're a grown. You're a grown up. Don't mush somebody because you're upset that they called a timeout. Um, God, this is all just I am having a very tough time taking any of this seriously. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, and like I said, it was it's a mush. Uh, people have been tripped and and seriously hurt, and only got suspended one game. I think the precedent has made the punishment for any type of physical contact not as stringent as maybe the outside world thinks. Yeah, I mean, Aaron, you look like you have something on your mind, and I want you to say it. I mean, I think that that's different because that's a player versus a coach. And I think the sure. big point that I saw made, which I think is why they should fire him, is how can he recruit? How can he tell parents that they can trust their children around him when he tries to start fights with other adults? So my, I think that's a valid point. And I, my, where I always come to with that sort of line of thinking which is where I go whenever I think should this person be fired is whether or not this person can do their job or not. Their parents are old enough to know who Jawan Howard is. I think I really do think that might be enough. Like he yeah, is Jawan Howard of the Fab Five coaching Michigan. That's fair. But yeah, in, in most other circumstances, I absolutely agree with you. If you cannot, if you are no longer able to do your job at a high level, um, yeah, you can't do that anymore anymore but i don't think some at least if if i were a player on that team that would not make me one it would probably make me trust him more than than less i don't know you he you no one can ever say that he won't fight for his team yeah that's true <laughs> david what are you thinking over there I don't have any like super strong feelings. I think I'm in Colby. Colby, I'm in your camp. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I honestly, do. I honestly do. Like, like if he was hitting his own like his own players, I'd feel very strongly about it. But it's two grown men slapping each other. Like I don't, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Like, should he be suspended? Yes. But I also think it's hilarious. <laughs> like I'm All trying right. to think about like Roy in this situation, and I would still think it's hilarious. <laughs> if Roy squared up with someone in the handshake line, 
He took that suit met, off. <laughs> how many people do you think Coach K could punch before he got fired? Ooh. Is there a limit? How many can he punch without getting fired? Yeah. Like, think, say, not, not that it was this season. Say, like, Coach K five years ago. All right, let's do this. How about this? Coach K can definitely punch one person. All right, do we, yes. let's, let's, let's even. Okay, wait, actually, can we back up for a sec? Do you think yes. this is different if the punch connects than the punch, as it were? I think if it's a closed fist and he like swings at him and connects, yeah, yeah. this is way different. This Definitely. is way, way different. Yeah. I, like I said, I'd say there, there've been like larger tirades done by coaches that albeit not physical with someone else, but like throwing chairs on the court and slapping tables and getting in the faces of refs, but not contact that got, that didn't get nearly punished as that bad. Um, I, I put it on that same kind of level with it. But if, if the yeah, if the punch connects and it's like a legit fight going down, I think it would be worse than it was. And it borderline should be worse if it is. Um, okay, but let's say it's not a Coach K, it's not a it's not a punch, it's a mush. He can definitely mush one person. And let's say this is all within the same skirmish. He can mush one. I think we can all agree on that. Can he mush mm-hmm. two? I think he can do whatever he wants, and they won't fire him. Oh, okay. In the same skirmish, three but three different incidents of mushing. <laughs> like he mushes one person, it gets broken up again. He fights around and mushes another person, and he still gets taken away. And then like. Someone wanders on the court, court like the malice in the palace, and that person gets a mush as well. Coach K still got his job? He might, actually. <laughs> I say yes, actually. <laughs> yeah, I say yes. <laughs> he actually might still have his job. <laughs> I mean, unnamed coaches have killed people and did not lose their jobs. Also true. Anyway, that was a downer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David, Aaron, did you did y'all have any thoughts about the Super Bowl? Just that I, you know, I, I was rooting for the Bengals, but I ex- I expected the Rams to win. I did, honestly didn't think it was going to be that close. Quite frankly, like I, I honestly didn't. Now, everyone's like, "Oh my God." Matthew Stafford engineering the game winning drive. It's like, bro, if I had eight shots to the end zone, I probably would get one at least one. Like, <laughs> come on now. Like, let's not get crazy. Like, there's a there's a PI. What I do hate is in the last two minutes, all the flags. Like, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna call nothing for the first however many minutes, don't don't be throwing flags in the last two. Like they were getting away with worse stuff. Like you literally saw Jalen's head get ripped off his body and didn't throw a flag. Like, let's not get crazy. Um, but other than that, no, I mean, I, I enjoyed myself. I, my favorite commercial was the, the Dorito one with the sloth and the twerking bear. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I think my favorite commercial was the Uber Eats. Uber Eats got me. I think that's oh, the only Colby, good commercial. The, the Coinbase one was your favorite because it was oh, millions of people <laughs> going to a random link. Y'all, stop scanning random QR codes. What is wrong with you? Yeah, I did not Don't scan that. Do that. I, did not, I did not scan it. Your your own sister did it, and you were I traumatized. I know she did. <laughs> I bout called her. <laughs> Well, it told me it was Coinbase, so it, it told me what the link was going. I'm like, nope, not going to it. <laughs> Lord. But I, uh, also th- I thought the halftime show was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was great. I thoroughly I mean, enjoyed myself. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of a multi-performer halftime show. That was awesome. Show. It was yeah. so cool. Oh, it was great. I started also, walking in the corner. <laughs> we also um, we got a headphone splitter and plugged it into my PlayStation controller. 
um, started watching the game on YouTube TV on the PlayStation so we could have like the surround sound in our ears. It sounded so good. <laughs> I also oh. liked that in the halftime show, the set wasn't like any of the gigantic, like, and in general, like, it didn't feel like it was the like over the top produced type of halftime shows, which I thought was good. Uh, you mean that? 50 cent hanging upside down like that wasn't cgi i mean like there was nobody getting lost in the mirror world (laughs) (laughs) i call out the weekend or jumping from the top of the stadium into the field onto the field yeah exactly lady gaga yeeting herself that was that was not a jump that was a yeet (laughs) all right Let's move on to oh leaky question. Oh, we can we can discuss later. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we got we have plenty of content. Uh, All Star Weekend sucked. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a travesty on that Saturday night. That was bad. I did I mean, not watch any of it. And it seems I, like I, I, did. I mean I feel I feel like I haven't watched any of All Star Weekend since like 2012 to be completely honest. And I feel oh. like it stopped being like as big of a spectacle as it was when we grew up quite a long time ago. Yeah, under the, I mean, under the new format, the Cavs won the uh, skills challenge. Yeah, I saw that. That's it, was, it was Darius Garland, Jarrett Allen. And, and Evan, Evan Mobley. Mobley. And yeah. Mobley was one for one on half-court shots, right? He, he was. That's pretty dang cool. Um, was, but then Cat won the three-point contest, then Obi Toppin won the dunk contest. Who was in the three point contest? I didn't actually pay attention to that. Trey Young. Uh, let's see. Why am I blanking now? Um, Fred Van Bleet, I believe, was he not? All I know is that Cam Johnson should have been in the three point contest. Cam Johnson should have, yes. Um, oh, Luke Kennard was in it. Whatever. Feathered his hair about five times. Going around the rack. Is he balding? Is he? I feel like he's balding. No, I don't know. Either way, Cam Johnson should have been in. I was. I watched briefly in the quarter that Steph Curry was like, like going supernova, going Mecha Godzilla on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but Cat actually put up the. I think the largest single round or I think the final round total. He had twenty nine, but now they have. Uh, they have the whole have, rack of it, where it balls, was once, right? yeah, a whole rack of money balls, and now they have the do balls like what in between the the top of the key. Yeah, it's one. It's like what for, is a do ball, bro? <laughs> it's the Mountain Dew three point contest. Uh, Back yeah. in my day, they had one money ball per rack, so, and that was it, and you were happy with that. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure because you get a whole rack of money balls, so that's ten. And then 24th of 34, and then it's two points for those. I mean, you, you can almost score 40 points now, where originally you could only score 30 points. Yeah. So it's definitely inflated as well. But then the dunk contest. So Dear bad. Lord. So, so yeah. Well, on, on the three-point contest thing, like, how do you – like, I know that, that it keeps on inflating, but, like – I don't know, to a certain degree, like, I kind of feel that way about, like, the NFL. Like, now that the NFL is one game longer, like, how do y'all feel about, like, single season records being broken? Like, does there have to be an asterisk now? Like, I mean, to- they did it before when it went from 14 to 16. That's true. That's true. I, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. No? Okay. Um, yeah, I would agree. Because you know. I think, like, even with a 17 game season a lot of the single season records are still that unbelievable no, there, but outside of that there was nothing positive to take out of the dunk contest i mean cole anthony dunked in tim's that was probably the biggest story but yeah why did he wear a nick jersey it was his dad's jersey okay but like i know he's from new york but he's on the magic right yep that's his dad's I don't know, it's, just a, it's, it's still a weird look for me. Like, but come on. yeah, it, I mean, it was pretty uninspiring dunk to say the least, and didn't make another dunk for the rest of the contest. <laughs> yes, 
someone, I think it was Kofi who tweeted and I wasn't watching it, but I just saw like it said Jalen Green and it was the dark guy. It said enough from the clown. But <laughs> 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 I, I wasn't even watching it. I, I was laughing so hard. Bro. Yeah. People were about as entertained by that dunk contest as y'all were from me doing this Rubik's Cube during this podcast. That was the exact same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it took Response. entirely too long to to get the dunks. They, yeah, they, just like me many, taking way too long to do this Rubik's Cube. The, this the what's an attempt versus not an attempt just created confusion. Um, and like I said, it kept spreading out. And, like, and there was that shot of Shaq just looking completely disinterested and the judges kind of getting on to him and things like that. And I mean, Obi Toppin, was it, did the uh, 360 between the legs and... It was pretty boring to be honest. Like that's become boring, unfortunately, with the dunk contest. And you can only get so creative when doing those dunks now. Um, I mean, it goes with anything like movies or anything like that. You only have so many ideas that you can do. Um, so I don't know what might yeah. need to be done to change it. Like I said, I don't know if it would have been better to have like other people in the contest. Um, well, I just bring I, in some YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> that dunk for a living. Yeah. Like bringing YouTube, bringing people who don't, yeah, tongue for a living, who do trick dunks. Or, you know, like at the end of the day, like you got to get superstar names. Like if you get big ticket names into the dunk contest, people will watch. Like I like Cole Anthony, but I like Cole Anthony because he went to Carolina. They're not everybody, you know, like that's probably the only reason I would watch. Oh, I also yeah, feel like he it's has not a funny post games. Like, yeah, it's, it's not it's a not spectacle funny. like it used to be. There's no Blake Griffin jumping over a choir and a car all at the same time, or Dwight Howard dressing up as Superman, or Aaron Gordon like uh taking the ball off the mascot's hand while the mascot's on a hoverboard. Like, <laughs> yeah. That or 2016 gun, gun contest that spoiled us. That's what it ha- what happened. Or was it Sebastian Telfair who blew out the cupcake? Or Gerald Green. Gerald Green, yeah, that's who it was. Stuff like that. Like, we don't see something like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Jenkins and Jones said that the dunk contest has been mid since Nate Robinson and Dwight Howard. And the yeah. 2016 is was, the exception that proves Yeah, I was going to say... Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. That might be the best dunk contest since when Jordan went went against Dominique. Against Neek. Uh, two thousand was great. I still go back and watch clips from the two thousand dunk contest. I didn't know Dominique Wilkins was almost a Tar Heel, and Georgia got the last recruiting yeah. visit. Mm-hmm. He would have played with Michael Jordan and James Worthy on the eighty-two team. Undefeated. They would have went undefeated. Undefeated. Um, did y'all see the photo that I sent on Twitter of the Celtics big three in the NBA 75 gear from All-Star yes. Weekend? Yeah, Paul, Paul Pierce Pe- does not look like Paul Pierce at all. He looks like he aged about 25 years since he retired, at least in that photo. He's been living rough. <laughs> but a good reminder, too, that Carolina was tied with LSU, I believe, with the most players in the NBA 75. And Duke had zero, right? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Zilch. Nada. Where's Duke? <laughs> How many did Carolina have? Four. So, ooh. Uh, I cannot name the four LSU players. I can name two. I think it's Pete. Shaq. Shaq. Ben Simmons. But, no. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, I was about to say those are the two I can name. Dang, rip. Who are the other two from Carolina? Um, Bob Pettit. DC. Oh, Bob Pettit Bob with LSU, and... not here. Uh, Carolina is Billy Cunningham, Michael Jordan, James Worthy, and um, Bob. Bob McAdoo. Oh, Bob McAdoo. I'm kind of surprised Vince Carter didn't, but I feel like he's probably like. In the 75 to 150 range. I feel like. Well, wait. Well, this says only three. I thought I saw it somewhere. It was four. So we're tied with someone before. Maybe it's UCLA. We're tied with somebody with four for the most. For the top. So for the top 75, we're 
for the top 50, what they did was the top 10 players ever at each position. They did not keep that up with the top 75. I wonder how much this changes if we go top 15 at each position for um for the NBA 75 because I am one that believes that Kyrie should be there. I think Kyrie is one of the top 75 basketball players of all time and probably ooh, probably a t- top 10 point guard, probably. I mean, I, I know Clay's probably someone else that felt slighted. Dwight Howard's actually the big one for me. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I cannot believe that. Like I I don't understand why. I mean, I know he well, has I think it's probably because he was so much worse after he left Orlando. Like, if he was as good as he was in Orlando for his entire career, I think that he is probably the best big man since Shaq, which, I mean, I still think he might be. But he fell off so much after he went to Houston. Do y'all remember that who would you rather build a team around, LeBron or Dwight Howard, was a legitimate question? Absolutely. Because back when, like, that was still back when big men dominated. And, you know, LeBron had the stigma of, like, choking. Like, y'all remember, y'all remember the LeBron memes, like, when he was in Miami? I know, I know Maverick does. Like, you know, like, after losing to the Mavericks, like, that first year with the Heat, like, I, I saw it. You know, he had this, he had, I cannot believe, I still think about those times, and I'm like, Remember when LeBron did not have four championships? Like, like at his, like, that's such an interesting case study. Like, so that's why I was, I've been thinking why I, I posted in the group chat about what if LeBron never leaves the heat? What my friend Ariel posed to me was what if the Pistons win the 2003 lottery? So that first, so 2003-04 is when they won the championship. So LeBron's rookie year. Be with Billups, Rip, Tayshawn, Ben. Yeah. Yeesh, that's, that's, bro. That's a team right there. So, so if LeBron comes into the league, 03 and 04, because LeBron was still very good as a rookie. Like, statistically, sure. it's his worst yeah, season. Yeah, he was, but he was still- really good as a rookie. How differently do we talk about LeBron James if he wins a championship his first season? I mean, yeah, I don't know. That changed. I, I mean, I think if he comes in and he wins a championship his first season with the Pistons, by now, by twenty, what year is it? Twenty twenty two. We're talking about LeBron James like he is the best ever. Full stop. No discussion. I truly believe that. I, I can't. I honestly can't disagree. You know what? <laughs> it didn't happen, and that's why Michael's the goat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If, if he comes <laughs> out his rookie year and wins a championship playing as well as he played his rookie year and then only gets better after that. Imagine if he didn't have to figure out the things he needed to figure out at, in Miami. Like, he did it in Detroit and, and won sure. that team. Like, you know, like the whole narrative was like he has to learn how to win the chance. That's why D Wade was like so important to him because he had to learn how to win. Like, I don't know how much that actually plays into it, but figuring that out as a rookie, 18 years old. Yeah. Now, you know who does need to figure some stuff out? Zion Williamson, perhaps. Yeah, what the what what's up with that? What's up with the with good old Zion? There's some Duke on Duke crime happening, and uh, you know we don't like to see the Dukies fight. You know it makes it makes the kids upset. The brotherhood is is beefing. Uh, you you said you want what what do you think you want to talk about it? Yeah, so JJ Redick for 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 however however you feel about him actually is a pretty solid media member at this point in time, like he makes pretty solid content about the NBA from a player's perspective. And I saw someone else tweet out that he, he's not a very like hyperbolic person. So 
for him to go on first take and say that Zion Williamson is a detached teammate, that someone who played with him, someone who has like does not like the Pelicans, probably like has a personal vendetta against David Griffin, like to go out and say something like that, I think speaks volumes as to as to what Zion is to the Pelicans. You know, you get one of the top. I mean, is it a, is it a stretch to say that CJ McCollum is top thirty in the league? Yeah. So you know, you get a top thirty player, really solid, like one of the pieces, core pieces of that Trailblazers team, which, to be fair, is struggling this year. But you would ne- no one would ever argue that CJ McCollum and Dame Lillard are aren't good at what they do. Um, you know, you get a really high profile player on your team, and like, don't even shoot them a text. Don't say hello. Don't say welcome to the team. It's just like radio silence. And, you know, CJ McClum goes on TNT during all-star weekend to say, I have not heard from Zion. Like, like I know Brandon Ingram is there. I know that like the Pelicans are more people than just Zion Williamson, but it'd be hard to argue with anyone one that Zion Williamson is not their most high profile player on their roster. And for the most high profile person on their roster, not to speak to now, the second most high profile person on the roster it's who just got traded to your team it is like, Ooh, I don't know. It might just, I could just be like overblowing that, but I think that's a little, it's a little, it's a little iffy to me. Yeah. It's all just conspiracy. He, it, CJ just wants to tell him about the Lehigh game. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want Zion to figure it out. By I, it, I, I, wanna, I like Zion. I, I know. Really and, and that's why it, it's frustrating for me as a fan of the game of game of basketball. Like there are, I mean, there's obviously stuff that we do not know that's going on with, with Zion and we might not ever know, but I want this to be better because the league will be more fun if Zion is great. And yeah. I don't know if he doesn't want the responsibility or I don't know. Cause that's a leadership thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a leadership thing because he's in year what two is this year two for him? Three, year three, you're three, you're a year three guy. You know, you can't, you can't be like, well, he's, he's just young now. Like in year three, you don't get that lead. You don't get that leeway anymore. You know? Like, sorry, I know you're still 21, 22, but you don't get that anymore. No, especially as as someone who came in as high profile as him, you know? So it's supposed and to be the best number one draft pick since Braun or best draftee since KD. Like, I'm sorry, but like, he's starting to look a whole, like in the light at the right angle, I see the reflection of, of Greg Oden somewhere in there, like... You know what and, I'm saying? And to Greg Oden's defense, when Greg Oden was playing, he was good. He was very good when he was playing. Yeah. And I think to this point in their careers, they've played about the same amount of NBA games. Now, Zion's had less opportunities to play because shortened seasons. Yeah, whatever. We know the injury history. It's just going to be so hard. Like, even if he was, like, the most motivated person in the world and most leadership-driven person in the world, for him to be – for him to have the body type that he has and to be an NBA player and then to have a foot injury, that's tough. That's Mm -hmm. so hard. Mm -hmm. So I I just wanted to bring it up because I I thought it was worth talking about because it's making the rounds on – on on um you know daytime sports you know and i I thought the conversation was interesting like take any take the most high profile person on any team and say you know another hyper like let's say luka Doncic gets cj mccollum and doesn't reach out to him not saying that zion and luka are the same person or the same player or anywhere close to luka's better of course luka's better yeah i'm not going to argue that like Luke is obviously much better, but imagine if someone 
like a story came out that, you know, Luca is unwilling to reach out to his yes. new team. Oh, I'd like, be concerned. Right. You Extremely would be concerned. concerned. Yeah, you'd be concerned. And it almost it feels like a and I saw someone else talk about how it, it's like a player agency thing and he's not happy in New Orleans and he's trying to force his way out. Like, is this I don't know if that's the way to do it. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't want to play for New Orleans either. But come on, man. Like, but the thing with Luca is from everything I've heard, everyone loves that dude. He's <laughs> like, except like Terrence him. Mann. You say except Terrence Mann. <laughs> except Terrence Mann. They absolutely hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, you get my point. Like Yeah. Oh no, I'm saying yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Luca gets it and it, it shows to a lot of people and all the players he's around. But he was also what Euro League MVP? Yeah. Like he was was winning he, championships at 16, 17 years old. He's been a leader for a very long time. And I'm not saying that that Zion doesn't have the leadership gene. That's not what I'm saying right now. Um but if we take a step back to that what's that 2019 Duke team? Yep. The 18-19 team with RJ and Cam and Zion and we remember what happened at the end of games where they could not decide who should have the ball in their hands at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like some of that sort of personality sort of, I don't want to call it an issue, but those traits, maybe there was something more to read into that at the time that we just didn't because they were kids, but I don't know. All I know is that like, and I'll, I'll switch it to somebody a little bit closer to Zion. Like, and I, I say closer, but I hesitate to say that. But like, let's say like Ja Morant does not like reach out to his teammates, like a new teammate. Like that would be a story too. Like that, and everyone would be saying, "Wow, I can't believe this." You know, I you know not reaching out to you. He, does he want out of Memphis? You know, like I don't know. I, I just don't think it's a good look. All right, y'all. I'm oh, sorry. Can I can I also either one facet of this story that I failed to mention is that is that is that CJ McCollum is the NBA Players Association president as well. Interesting. Like, just saying. You're not saying, just saying. Just saying. All right, y'all. We're going to get out of here. State on Saturday, Syracuse on Monday, probably a show sometime in the middle of the week next week. Uh, go Heels. What else? Easy dub. If, if you go on Love is Blind, you have serious problems. Oh, did we talk about Love is Blind? No, no, no let's do it next week. We, hey, the finale will come out next week. Let's We can do a whole season review next week. That's fine. Aaron, you don't have to. Or we can yeah, talk I, about I, your I, issues. I, I, I quit the show. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll talk to you next week. Deuces. Bye.